Hey there, it's Craig. You're not going to want to miss today's show. We're talking about resume trends of 2023, but more specifically, AI-generated resumes. That's right. Let's see if a computer can write a better resume than you and I can. Stay tuned. I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I've helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Hey there, you're listening to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast, and I'm your host, Craig Ansell. Thank you for being a valuable listener. For today's show, we're talking about resume trends, and not just any ordinary resume trends, but resume trends of 2023. More specifically, what has been emerging for the last few months, maybe even a year or more. AI-generated, artificial intelligence-generated resumes. Can AI write a better resume than I can or than you can? Hmm. I have to admit, I was curious on the topic as well, and one of my recent coaching students gave me the opportunity to put this episode together and put AI-generated resumes to the test. You see, they came into an incredible opportunity to submit their resume and potentially interview for a nice job. It was a six-figure job, and they were excited, let me tell you. But not having a current resume, in fact, I can't recall if they had a resume at all, they went ahead and used an AI tool that was free on the web. So first of all, AI, artificial intelligence, that means it's composing things on behalf of the way it was programmed, that that computerized brain is going to get to work and generate some content for you. So I was curious, what kind of input would you give this tool? What would it generate? How would it look? So the the student of mine was able to go ahead and submit some information into it. It was kind of a uh, a stepped process. They filled out their information, their contact info, and then some uh, a bit about their history and their education. And the tool went to work and generated something. I would have to say, if you followed me for any length of time, you would know the first thing we do with resumes is not read them. We scan them. Think about it like the elevator pitch. You just have a few seconds to get it right. So what we want to do with the resume is make sure it is visually appealing. It's attractive to the eye. Now, if you've not listened to me before, this might sound shocking to you, but really your resume, almost anything you do has to be visually appealing. It's almost like a nice piece of art. If it's not attractive to you, you're not going to stop and look at it. So When you look at YouTubes, okay, YouTube videos and YouTube thumbnails, you have to do something to cause people to stop the scroll. You have to have an image. You have to have a certain set of words, colors that can attract somebody and stop them and say, hey, this looks interesting. So thinking about it that way, did the resume 
stop the scroll? Did it cause me to show interest? And to be truthful, yes. Now, you might ask, Craig, what did you see that caused you to scan it and kind of feel like, hey, I'm interested, I want to read more? Well, I'm going to tell you. The first is that there was a nice, clean format to it, okay? We're not talking about the content yet, just the format. We know that white space is important, okay? You have to respect your boundaries. You have to respect your margins. If you've listened to me talk about my resume masterclass and one of the coaching portions in it, I specifically go over framing your resume. And framing meaning that you respect your margins, You have a decent amount of white space on all edges of your resume so that it's framed. You don't want the text running from left to right edge or from top to bottom and just saturating and filling the page. Why? Because it will be the opposite of what we're looking for. It will be an eyesore. So thinking about it or saying it differently, less is more. We need to realize what's important to be on our resumes and what can be taken off or what we might use for next time. Kind of put it on a third or fourth page just to be stored separately, but not go along with your resume. If it was good once, it might be good content to use again. You never know. But with that said, every time you apply for a job, I personally recommend you tweak it or just adjust it a little bit, that resume, so that you talk to the company, not at them. You connect with them on some level, some foundation. Now, you might ask, where do you get that level? Where do you get that foundation, Craig? Well, there's so much out there on the web, social media, job postings, right? LinkedIn, the ladders. Find out where these companies are posting at that you might be interested in applying for and see where you feel a true connection. It's kind of like when you meet somebody for the first time and say, wow, I don't know why, but I really like them. Or I went and listened to somebody speak, or I saw a a TEDx talk or YouTube talk the other day, and the speaker really connected with me. You're not understanding this on the surface, but inside there's some type of quality, some type of characteristic information energy that you're drawn to. The same thing can go when you apply for a job. You're like, well, I really believe in green. I really believe in recycling and taking care of the planet. So you might want to look for a company that has values that say low waste or they use recycled materials, things of that nature. Maybe you're interested in helping out in society and you like working in your local area, helping with nonprofits or volunteering. What if the company you work for has once a week, once a month, or every certain cycle, a day where they go back into the community and give back? Could be pressure washing. It could be painting. It could be taking out the trash in someone's yard or doing simple yard work like raking or sweeping. You never know. But many times you'll see when you're driving on at least the United States roadways, you'll see this road taken care of by and then either a family name, a company name or a church name, maybe a school. So that means that those people would go to the city, the county, the state and ask them to sign up so that they could then patrol that area on a certain frequency, keep it clean, maybe rake clean, move any dirt they find, things of that nature. So I got into a bit of detail there, but it's really about you connecting with a company that you're interested in working for and potentially working for for a long period of time. I know in 2023, we don't have as many people interested in what are called career jobs now. Back in the day, my parents' day, and partially my day, we had people who'd work 10, 20, 30 years of service or even more. In fact, the company that I work for in my day job, Siemens Energy, we just had a notice that one of our longer-term employees is retiring. Would you believe it? But 
completely true story. This gentleman, 44 years of dedicated service. Now, he's been within our company. He's been through different company changes, mergers, name changes. He's had a number of roles, probably close to a dozen. But it's just nice to see a summary of how someone was able to give a majority of their professional life to a business and then retire and hopefully get to enjoy the rest of their lives. But I digress. When we're looking for jobs, we should look for something we fit well. Maybe you do get that warm, fuzzy feeling inside that says, hey, I do think I can work here for several years or a decade or more. Okay, maybe 10 years sounds like a stretch, but you never know. If you enjoy what you'll do, you'll never work a day in your life. Just think about that for a moment. So back to our resumes, connecting with those companies. How is an AI tool going to get you to write a better resume than yours truly or yourself, perhaps. Hmm, I'm not sure it will, at least just yet, because we need to connect to those companies, as I said. So we looked at the structure of the resume, and from a from a you know I call it a ten thousand foot level, like right, you're up in a hell, uh, up in a airplane and looking down. How does it look? It looked pretty good. There was good structure and there was good framing, so it gets a check mark there. As far as the name and so forth. It was presented okay. I would do some improvement on that as far as maybe adding a a splash of color to your name to kind of celebrate yourself, increase the font. Those are things that I recommend because after all, the resume is introducing you, but it's also celebrating you and your accomplishments. It's something you should be proud of. It stands for you. But then when it went into from the top down, we talk about real estate. And what's so important about your resume? It's the same thing that realtors use. And it's the same word three times. What are they? Location, location, location. It's the same word three times. The most important thing on your resume. We talk about the top third being the highest priority for your resume. Because as humans, we read, at least in the English language, we read top down and left to right. All right? So after your name is celebrated, larger font, nice, clean, clear text, then you might want to have a highlight statement, a headline, an introductory few sentences or paragraph. But here's where the tool went wonky. The tool used a lot of pronoun references. I, I, I. Okay. There were six or seven sentences in a row that said, I did this. I'm part of that. I achieved this. As a member of this, I was this. It almost went into like a storytelling mode. And I don't agree with that in the least. Your resume is already about you. That's the whole point. We want to use pronouns such as I or we sparingly or remove them completely if you can. It does mean that you're going to be restructuring your resume and trying to reword those sentences, those phrases, so that they're more powerful without talking about yourself. But the point is, you already are, so you don't need to mention yourself if that makes sense. It can be difficult to write that highlight section at the top, that summary statement, maybe that introduction. And in fact, that's one of the reasons why I tell people, let's do that last. After you've targeted a job and you feel connected to that job, you're going to see what characteristics, what qualities of yours would apply to that job and what interests, what characteristics, what qualities, what background, what vision the company has that would apply to you. You're going to weave that message into your resume so that you connect with each other. Once they get through the visual scan of your resume, they're then going to dig into the deep stuff, the meat of your resume. And that's where it's important. And that's where I think this AI tool really flunked, okay? Not only was there a number of I statements in the beginning, which 
my student and I both agreed it was overwhelmingly negative. It had to be corrected. Now, in some areas, I cleaned up the sentences with her. In other areas, we just deleted, decided to delete them or redline them. They didn't provide much value. Depending on what content you give the AI tool, it will literally take that and either put it in quote for quote into your resume as statements, or it will try to reword it to make it more powerfully sounding. In many cases, we found very poorly worded sections in the job history, as well as in the education. And in some cases, I don't know if it was the tool, I don't know if it was the type of input that was done with the AI data entry by my uh, student, but they had we'd seen actual quotes on the resume. I went to the school of quote, quote, well, what are the quotes for? Did the did my student formally enter the quotes or did the tool make a mistake and should have removed the quotes, right? We don't need quotes around schools and places we worked at unless, of course, that's not their real name or that's what they were known as. They had a nickname. But why would you want to put that confusing information on a resume anyway? You want to get to the, the facts, the locations you worked, the names of the companies that have relevant information for your job role. And then this is the biggie. Do not list job descriptions. I've actually seen it a number of times with my students and had to kind of challenge them on it and say, hey, could you tell me more about this? They eventually admitted they didn't know what to say about their prior position, and they put job descriptions. The problem with that is it simply tells the roles, the responsibilities, the tasks that you had done. If you and somebody else were competing for a new job at this company and you both used a job description, you're equal. It doesn't put one of you ahead of the other. In fact, a job description can typically be seen a mile away, and it turns people off. What companies are looking for is WIFM. W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me. That's the truth. As a hiring manager and a former hiring manager, I know I'm looking for what people can do for me in the role that I'm hiring for. So yes, it's a selfish matter. I'm hiring and I need you to help me offload some of the work that I have. Offload some of the work from me and from my team. What are you going to do for me? So if you talk about job descriptions and tasks, it really doesn't catch my eye. It doesn't really trigger uh, a, a pain point with me. But if you talk about the value that you provided, if you talk about everything that you achieved and accomplished for a company, my mind now can start to see you working in that role and accomplishing and achieving those things for me my company, my staff. I hope that makes sense. Think about your achievements, all right? And if you ever can, make your achievements SMART. That's just a standard acronym, SMART. Specific, measurable, attainable or achievable, realistic, and the T, time-based, SMART. You want to get that information at the front of your statements, the front of your sentences, the front of your bullets, however you present your information on your resume. You don't want to lead in with, I was responsible for this role, did this, 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 and by the way, saved 12% last year, okay? If you have specific measurable numbers, time-based numbers, no matter what job you did, bring them to the front of your resume, the front of your each of your sections so that you hit them with power and numbers. You have to think of it this way. 
If someone's reviewing dozens, even hundreds of resumes, they only have so much time to scan each one and decide which ones are going to go into the potential pile, the potential review further, the potential interview pile. So hit them with numbers, hit them with facts, hit them with figures as early on in your resume as you can. If they're looking for certain capabilities, characteristics in the job description, then they see a section that says nice to have, or the preferred candidate would also possess these things, but not required. If you possess those skills, those abilities, you have that background, that knowledge, that training, you want to go ahead and list that in your resume. Why? Yes, it's more words, but why? You're trying to get ahead of the competition. If there's somebody that has the exact same set of skills and background you do, but you have something special that goes in the preferred candidate section, guess what? You are going to hit it out of the park and likely get ahead of them in the resume pile. So these are the things we have to think about when applying for resumes in 2023. And by the way, talking about resume trends of 2023, I've gotten some feedback, people saying, what do I do when I have a gap in my resume? Okay. I have a show coming up in a few Mondays that you'll be able to listen to, and it's called How to Explain Unemployment Gaps. Watch out for it, and you'll be able to help yourself and help others when it comes to explaining unemployment gaps. So I hope today's show, talking about resume trends, got you thinking about AI, artificial intelligence, not only the structure of your resume, the format, how cleanly it's laid out, but remember, less is more. And just because you use an AI tool, whether it's free or paid for, doesn't mean your resume is going to be done right. It might help get you, as I say, from a blank sheet of paper, which is the hardest starting point, to a partially started resume. And that's good. That's a good kickoff. That's a good thing to have, an achievement to move forward. But I suggest because the resume represents you, you take a strong review of it. If there are too many pronouns, like we talked about, if there are too many statements that are generic and not smart, that should be corrected, if at all possible. I'm thanking you very much for being a listener of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I've been your host, Craig Ansell. If you've enjoyed this show, please share it with friends, family, and coworkers. And I'd really be happy if you give us some reviews on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. We're trying to get at least 100 reviews out there to go show people that we're active and integrated and working with our audience. And also, we review and read every single comment. We try to provide you, our listener, with valuable information so we can be your one-stop shop when it comes to job seeking, figuring out resumes, cover letters, and even interviewing techniques. If you'd like to get a little one-on-one help, I'm always available for coaching regarding resumes, cover letters, and interview techniques. But also, I have a digital class online called my Resume Masterclass. It walks you through the entire resume process from a blank sheet of paper to finished masterpiece. If you already have a resume and wonder, is it up to today's standards? My Resume Masterclass covers that as well. You get lifetime access and you can use it every time you change jobs or as you promote through your career, as well as have any career changes. It's a one and done Resume Masterclass digital solution. Come back to it time and time again for your resume needs. Go to craigansell.com forward slash RMC. Thank you again. God bless you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.